Sports, 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 the unrealized capital gains of sports, apparently. Coming to you from Park Place Arts in beautiful Anderson, Indiana, with me tonight are my co-hosts, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Good evening. And the question mark, the man who cares nothing about sports, Rowdy. Present. And in the middle of the period, my name is Snoop. Gentlemen, episode 214. How are we? Uh, feel pretty good. Just a quick uh, correction. Yeah. Didn't don't want to mislead the audience here, right? We are not at Park Place Arts. That's Rowdy, true. Rowdy and I are in the crib. Okay. You are via satellite. That's right. That's right. I'm on location. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, would this be considered the Park Place neighborhood, or technically this is Hillcrest? But I like to think of it as Park Place. Mm. I mean, we're within spitting distance, right. if anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, really, it's. It's. Isn't the whole world Park Place Arts because you're always hustling, part of that hashtag hustle culture. <laughs> always stacking that paper. <laughs> it's always. It's just work. Yeah. It's work. Yeah. yeah. You're always working it somewhere. So. Yeah. No, I like that. It's like yeah, the yeah. annex. It's like the annex. You know. You yeah. never, never really, never really leave. I'm always adjacent. <laughs> That's right. But guys, I'm back. I'm back this week. Yeah, man. How was your trip? Trip was good. How was your trip? Let's catch up. Uh, we already did that. Oh, man. Episode, I do have a but... question about your trip, though. When Big City and I were on, I said that Rowdy and his family were in the Shawnee National Forest, and uh-huh. I couldn't remember what forest you might have been in, and I guessed Boone National Forest. Was that correct? We were, we, we touched Boone. We Pisgah. also went to Pisgah National Forest. Pisgah. Pisgah. Yeah. Okay. Pisgah. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we did we did those two mostly. I knew Boone was around there somewhere. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We did the uh we did the Blue Ridge Parkway. That's nice. Which was which was uh fun. I mean kids love being cooped up in cars. How's oh, the yeah. uh foliage uh colors out yeah. there? Better at tasting the rainbow? <laughs> better at higher elevation. Definitely. I tasted the rainbow. The green was lime, so that was correct. <laughs> we're back we're back to original. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's right. Should have never left, but hey, at least Agreed. you're at least you're trying to, to uh reconcile your, your past wrongs there, Skittles. Yeah. Uh yeah, it was okay. I guess it was it was going to peak right after we left. But yeah. above well, I would say fifty five hundred feet, it was it we we're getting good spots. Yellow okay. and and orange. It's really nice. The day we went high, we went to Mount Mitchell, uh, oh, yeah. high, highest mm-hmm. point east of the Mississippi, mm-hmm. uh, in the contiguous U.S. Um, not that there's anything east of the Mississippi that's not contiguous. Uh, it was so foggy you probably couldn't see ten feet. Wow. So I don't know. And it was rainy and it was cold. And uh, the kids loved it, obviously. Oh, yeah. Especially when my middle child uh, decided that he should run back down the ramp and uh, bit it. I was like, saw that coming. Didn't see the hydroplaning coming, though, since it was raining. <laughs> so the the additional four to six feet he slid on his belly. I did oh, not. Oh, he hydroplaned. He nice. hydroplaned. Yeah, he hydroplaned. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. at least it's his decision. It's his decision. It might be wrong, but it's his. Yeah. It, but yeah. it is his. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so overall, good trip. Good trip. So 
Yeah, I'm glad to be back. More, huh? The kids, the kids aren't into, uh, you know, four or five hour, uh, hundred thousand square foot tours of opulence. Yeah, Dad's not into spending the ninety bucks per person. Dude, I, that, we were talking about it. it got, I know it's it. Got, last time I was there it was like seventy five bucks or something. I mean, they're proud of that joint. I mean, yeah. It is dope. Like, I, I cannot imagine taking my kids to the Biltmore. I know how much anxiety there is in just taking them to a gift shop. <laughs> yeah. And, like, worried Let's about them point. breaking, like, $4 magnets. Bake, breaking a shot glass versus an Albert Durr. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's anxiety just putting them in the car, right? I mean, this is all my stuff. And <laughs> anything you break, it's already ours. We already own it. Oh man, I'm not. I'm no. They're, That's hilarious. As far as I'm concerned, their school can take them to museums. There I don't. You go. I don't. Need, I don't need to do any of that. Look at all this stuff we stole from all over the world, kids. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I don't know why we can't touch it. Our ancestors didn't have a problem just going and grabbing whatever they wanted, but guess exactly. that's them's the rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not owned till it's it, somebody. Until it's white owned, I guess. Welcome to the Museum of Antiquities, brought to you by Hobby Lobby. <laughs> <laughs> Rowdy, wake up! This is good content. Yeah, I know, man. Is. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a sleepy boy tonight. He's um, dragging. Oh no! Oof. He's up here. He's up here in, uh, you know, the Roll Tide Palace, where yeah. it's a different kind of air up here, and you know. The you elevation difference uh, it bit. takes me a little bit to get yeah, used we're, to. Hey, we're at 940 feet up here, okay? Breathe you didn't, oh, you didn't make him coffee? Mm-mm. He offered no. me tea, but... I offered him tea, and I know Rowdy doesn't drink coffee after like no. 10A. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, That was reinforced by our retreat. I noticed that Rowdy was always up. The first one showered and with a coffee. Yep. While everybody else was still kind of, you know... Figuring out how good they were going to feel for the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just knowing their body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying uh, to decide. Yeah, what's going to happen? Thinking back on, should I have had that seventeenth beer? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the one that really did it. Well, welcome everybody. Yep. We're we're all happy to be back. I'm happy to be back. Uh, hopefully, these guys are happy to have me back. Uh, I guess we should get started. We've got a lot to go through tonight. A lot going on. A lot of baseball to cover. Uh, hey, Rowdy. I missed that. <laughs> how, how about some sports? How about it? All right. Uh, first up, uh, Tommy shells out for 600. What's, uh, who, who yeah, is that? Yeah, so Tom Brady threw his 600th touchdown pass on Sunday, okay. Rowdy. And Mike, uh, who is it? Um... Who's the receiver? Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Thank you. Mike Evans has a tradition of handing a fan the football after he catches a touchdown, which he did with Tom Brady's 600th touchdown ball. And so a team official went over to the fan and just listed off a whole bunch of stuff that Tampa Bay is going to give this dude if he agrees to hand the ball over. Now, this guy's in the stands with the ball going nuts, and then you just see this guy in, like, a Tampa Bay sweatsuit walk up to the wall and start talking to the guy, and then you see him hand him the ball mm-hmm. for Tom Brady's collection or probably going to the Hall of Fame huh. or whatever they do with, with these footballs. So is this the most uh, touchdowns or whatever anyone's ever had? It, yes, it is. He's the first to 600, so he's the first, fir- he's yes, the f- okay. first quarterback to ever throw 600 touchdowns. 
So here's what the guy got in exchange for handing over the football. Mm-hmm. Now, mind mind you, Rowdy, this thing's probably worth half a mil plus yep. if he were to put that on eBay or sports memorabilia, especially this kind of thing. Yeah. A one-off. Nobody. There's no other 600th mm-hmm. touchdown ball out there. It's an NFT. It's a real-life yeah. NFT. It's a it's a it's a uh, <laughs> it's a fungible token. <laughs> um, and even Brady said, "I'd have kept it. He should have kept it." You know, uh-huh. I'm glad he didn't, but he like money-wise, he should have kept it. So here's what he got. He got two autographed Tom Brady jerseys. I'm okay. assuming a home and away, mm-hmm. and an autographed Tom Brady helmet. Mm-hmm. He got a jersey, an autographed jersey, and pair of cleats from Mike Evans. Game cleats. Yeah. Game cleats. Game, Game worn cleats. Yeah. A thousand dollar credit for the Tampa Bay Pro Shop. I don't know what he needs at the pro yeah. shop. He's already got three jerseys and a set of cleats. Right. But hey. That yeah. might get you a hoodie. Yeah. Uh, maybe some Christmas gifts. Everybody's getting Tampa Bay merch this year. Yeah. That yeah. family. Everybody gets a Tampa Bay glass ball. Yeah. And glass he got uh, two season passes, uh, season tickets. So the rest of this season, he gets his seats. And next season, the whole season, he gets his seats for hmm. free. Because mm-hmm. it's clear he had season tickets. He was like right. in the second or third row yeah. on the end zone, right? Mm-hmm. Then I saw an interview with Brady. I think it was yesterday, yesterday or today, where Brady said, oh, and I gave him a Bitcoin. Right. Which is so, valued at about $63,000. Like oh, is it up to 65 now? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, he didn't get 500 in cash, but you hold yeah. on that Bitcoin... I'm selling those jerseys. I might keep the helmet. The helmet and cleats sounds cool, but I'm probably selling those jerseys. Yeah. yeah. You know. And, and I the way it sounded like to me, I don't know if if this is the way it went down, but it sounded to me that on Sunday, he basically got basically got the memorabilia, the gift card because everybody gets a gift card. Right. And the season tickets. Then it kind of comes out that uh he, that it was going to be worth a lot more than that, and yeah. and it and it felt like there was some bad press that they're like, boy, they really, they really undercut this guy, this guy, took advantage yeah. of the guy in the yeah. moment, and so huh. that's when the Bitcoin came in. It's like, oh, also I gave him a Bitcoin. Well, and you know, uh, Tom Brady's into uh, crypto now. That's the other thing I was going to say. So he, him, and Giselle have uh, a stake in FTX, yeah, the, the crypto firm yeah. FTX. So. Yeah. And and he's been remember he's been on all those commercials those FTX crypto commercials where you know like, he's not bad at a commercial I hate to admit that but dude, he is not bad he is a whole new person he's as almost, a Florida man yes he's almost likable yeah I know it's it's nauseating <laughs> it's really disturbing because the, you're flipping the script on me here yeah you know yeah. but now that he's out of the reins of Belichick and uh, Bobby Kraft uh-huh. um, it really is a happy ending. <laughs> there you go. You know, yeah, I mean, they finally they finally massaged some uh, some personality out of him. He's been released. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe maybe just Boston was rubbing him the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, he's tweeting at Aaron Rodgers. I mm-hmm. didn't know you were a shareholder in the Bears. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he got a little he got a little quip to him now. I don't know. Uh, hey, uh, on on Monday when he was uh, a guest of the Manning Cast, I'm sure you saw that. I did. I saw part of it. Yes. They asked him. The Manning brothers asked him who he preferred playing against. That he said he uh, he preferred playing against uh, Peyton. 
because he, he never, owned him. He never really liked playing against Eli because he never really those weren't very enjoyable games when he was playing he against lost Eli. Two Super Bowls to Eli, right? Exa- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Eli goes, "I don't know, Tom. I always, I always enjoyed when we played." <laughs> <laughs> Eli is sneaky funny too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I don't. Ah, man, would you? So would you have kept the ball? Absolutely. Yeah. You, no way in. I'd have left the game. I'd <laughs> like, just the get ball out and just walked out. Get out. I mean, why not? We just Can look you at your kid and be like, "Get your crap. Let's go. We're yeah. leaving. Let's go. Get out. Get out." Can you imagine trying to walk out of the stadium with that ball? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'd been there with you guys, I'd have been like, "You guys come with me now, or I'll be at the car." It's cool. <laughs> yeah. I'll sit yeah, at the car care. for three hours. No problem. Because yeah. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna fill up all these online shopping carts with my winnings here. <laughs> yeah, I can just kind of handed it over, like yeah. as they, like he scored and everybody's cheering and I, the he, I think he, a lot of players usually hand it to a fan that has their jersey on. Huh. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that guy probably had his jersey on and he just went up and kind of like tossed it to the guy hmm. and. And then I saw like a little mic'd up moment where they had zoomed in on Mike Evans and he was like. They came up to him and somebody said something and you couldn't hear what they said. And he goes, oh, yeah, dude, I gave away the ball. That was number 600 and I gave away the ball. <laughs> so he just didn't even <laughs> He didn't even register. Didn't even yeah, that's no. funny. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, man. But so, yeah, I mean, they probably had that. They probably had a dude that was just waiting to, to grab that ball and whisk it away somewhere. Oh, yeah. They got those big travel cases that they put that stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of guys, a lot of players in the NFL keep every touchdown ball. They they really? catch or they run in, huh. and there's a guy that usually writes on the nose like what number it is or what game it is, and then puts it in this like travel case trunk, mm-hmm. and then they. But I'm the sure Hall of, the Hall of Fame probably wants. That's that. what I was thinking. I think yeah. the league wants the ball. Like yeah. I think, well, and I don't know. K and it's yours. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what if they're like Tom? We'll give you season tickets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your own jersey twice. Right. We'll put you in the Hall of Fame right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. What uh, what what strings could they pull? Uh, I'm with you, though, Snoop, and I don't like it. And I know Big City Adam is going to be rolling his eyes when he hears this, but Brady is more... Uh, let's say this. He is more likable than he used to be. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go all the way to full tilt likable, but he mm-hmm. is certainly more likable... Than he used to be, and there, I think there are a lot of players like that. When you see them leave New England, like every player I've ever heard interview says, New England is not a fun place to play and work. Yeah, but okay. The one thing you get out of it is you win. Yeah, hmm. I don't know, man. I've seen the town. Uh, looked, at, Boston looks great, doesn't it? You take yeah. that uh, historical Ben Franklin walk. I've seen The Departed. Boston looks great. <laughs> the Departed. <laughs> Boston looks like a great place, great town. But so I don't want to disparage Boston because I've never been there. But I know Rowdy, you spent a lot of time in Tampa, or around Tampa, right? Mm-hmm. So, great place. So that's what I'm wondering: is it that ta- that that New England was so bad, and so anywhere's better, oh, or is Tampa brings it out of him? Is Tampa okay. magical? Yeah. Mm. Mm. What do you think? Oh yeah, I mean that's the thing when you show up and when you roll up in Tampa, I mean as soon as you as soon as you get off the plane or get out of your car, you start just hearing like you know, no problem in Tampa, everything I read. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean that's that's just the culture. Yeah. 
They hand yeah. you a cigar, mm-hmm. a cocktail. Uh-huh. You know, you hear alligators roaring in oh, the yeah. background. Yeah. 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 Change in lab- latitude, change in tampitude. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it is. It, it's probably that. It's just, it just feels looser, you know, more massages. Well, it's and if general. we know anything, Florida men are typically loose. If <laughs> nothing true. else. Uh-huh. At least uh-huh. they start that way until they start, you know, chewing your face off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's. I guess that's the thing. He's. In, I feel like, yeah, that's a good point. Because Tom Brady is kind of in that window of, like, he's loosened up a bit. But he's in he's in that that window between New England and bath salts. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and that's just a beautiful place to be. Yeah, yeah. it's a unique he's spot. Just gotta, to be he's in. just got to ride this wave right now for yeah. for a while until I, yeah. Isn't uh, that a Jimmy Buffett song? Stuck between New England and bath salts, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that's from yeah. I mean that any parrot head will tell you. <laughs> yes, yeah. And it's just, yeah. you know, impossible cheeseburgers in paradise down there for TB12. <laughs> That's right. Hold the hold the ketchup, hold yeah. the hold the tomato. Yeah. What was that uh, Dave Chappelle line? That's not blood, that's beet juice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't about hamburgers, but watch it and get real angry. Watch the special and get real angry. That's what everybody else seems to be doing. <laughs> I like yeah. to think I like to think that to, that Florida had more to do with it than uh, than New England. That's interesting. I, I mean, I can get down with it. The other thing is more sun. The dude has nothing to prove. Right. That's so. That's also true. You know, like he's kind of almost just doing it for fun at yeah. this point, right? And he's still winning. Yeah. Yeah. I think I that think first one in Tampa. That's when he was like, "I'd do whatever I want now." Yeah, bingo. That's what yeah. I was just about to say. Yep. I yeah. think after the first one in Tampa, he's like, "This is just house money." Exactly. At this point, like and tax-free house money. Yeah, exactly. Well, in, yeah. Yes, exactly. For state, the home state income tax free. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which he was probably down there anyway, right? He can go visit his buddy Tiger, see how he's convalescing, see if he's walking around yet. It's true. There are a lot of celebrities in Florida. See his, see his buddy Jeets. That's curious. Ocho Cinco's down there. Uh huh. Oh yeah, all those uh, I am athlete. All guys those down I am there. athlete dudes. Yeah. Yeah, they're all down there. There are a lot of people in Florida. Serena Williams is down there. Yeah, the Williams sisters are down mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Huh. Phil Mi- Phil Mickelson. It has to do with the taxes, I'm sure. Yeah. Because yeah. Texas is the same way, but that's now that. Is an interesting scenario. Texas or Florida? Texas. Oh, which, where yeah. would I move? Where are you going? Florida. To Florida over Texas? Me? Really? Yes. Why? I, I think I'm going to Texas. Really? Yeah. yeah. You got a lot more space. You got a lot more yeah. uh, regions to choose from. A lot Landscape. More. Uh-huh. Yeah. You go down to Big Ben, just hang yeah. out. Exactly. I'm going to Southwest Texas, dude. Yeah. Um, and you can still go to the beach if you want to. Like, yeah. there's plenty of beach in Texas, as you boys well know. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm picking Texas over Florida. Isn't most of Florida just like, here's the difference I'd, I'd see, is like most of Florida just acts like North North Texas, acts, acts like Dallas area. Like you they have most so, of Florida? Yeah, similar mentalities. I guess you could go to places in Florida where it's different. But I see a lot of those like big cities in Florida. It would it would feel a lot like uh, the same thing that you'd see in North Texas, like a bunch of like 
new money. Just not the hair is not quite as high. Exactly. I feel like you hang out. I've hung out in Dallas several different times, and the hair is teased up in Dallas. No doubt about it. So and I don't close. think you can keep that kind of volume and height in that uh, Florida humidity. That humidity, that's, yeah. No, that's it's got to be closer yeah. to Jesus. Right. Yeah. But there Texas is also very hot. That's true. So, I don't know. I don't know that... I, I don't think either is a great choice, but... Well, you know what you could do is Washington. Washington doesn't have an income tax either. D.C. or state? State. Oh, okay. I'd do that. Yeah. Well, no, because of the coming uh, tsunami... Uh, earthquake. That's true. Yeah, uh, super tsunamis. Thank you yeah. for that. Thank you for ruining any chance I ever had of moving out of this. Oh this yeah, state. no problem. Yeah. <laughs> Intense cities. You got. I mean, in, unless you're in like Eastern Washington, yeah. you got a lot of, you got a lot of that whole West Coast uh, social crisis, well, homeless and, stuff going on. And Mount Rainier is going to erupt one of these days. Well, that's true. Or St. Helens again. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, so, welcome to welcome to Doomsday, Doomsday, Doomsday. Well, Can we talk about? <laughs> we're just being real. <laughs> yes, that's just true. Just things you got to think about. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's coming here anyway, so just buy up all the land you can, so you can make a lot of money and then yeah. not be able to go anywhere. Right, and then eat the money when it, <laughs> yeah, when the right. government collapses. <laughs> exactly. How's all that money taste? <laughs> this seventy five percent cotton, twenty five percent linen blend just isn't doing it. Not for doing me. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, what else we got? All Let's right. keep going. Uh, Let's this roll. just says World Series woof. Yeah, here we go. Let's just woof it up for no, size here. No, no, Sticking no, that's in, okay. Uh, we don't have to... In, 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 in baseball world. This is an yeah. Al-Qaeda series. Yeah. I hope it's, both teams lose. Atlanta Braves coming out of the National League are facing the Houston Trash Cans. Astros, sorry. Uh, out of the American League. Uh, game two is actually going on, guys, right Wait, now. Where is the meme... Of a tomahawk chop on a trash can lid. Wow. That needs to be done. Yeah. Rowdy, yeah. whip that up real quick. Banging on a trash <laughs> can with a tomahawk. A tomahawk chop on yeah. the top of a trash can lid. Yeah. It's a great meme to describe the World Series. Because yep. remember the Astros were cheating by hitting the trash can. Oh, and then yeah. The, the um, Braves do like that quasi-pseudo, however <laughs> you want to talk about it, racist tomahawk chop. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which Rob Manfred had a, a interesting quote about that. That it's it's fine because no one down there gets upset. <laughs> you know what else they didn't get huh. upset with down there? <laughs> yeah, it says exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the na- he, this is this is his quote. The Native American community in that region is wholly supportive of the Brace program, including the CHOP. For me, that's kind of the end of the story. In that market, we're taking into account the Native American community. In Atlanta, they've done a great job with the Native Americans. The Native American community is the most important group to decide whether it's appropriate or not. Um, when was Andrew Jackson president? 1820s? Yeah. 1830s? Yeah. I'm pretty sure there haven't been too many Native Americans in that area since then. Yeah. They've all seemed that to be... a uh, trail of tears thing and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. They all seem to have been relocated somehow. Yeah. So kind of uh, kind of an interesting. All the Georgia Indians in Oklahoma love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, who's your money on? Who who are not your money? Who you rooting for? Uh, Atlanta. Yeah, that's I think the way I I'm I had lean to. I had heard somebody describe it as this series is uh, is good versus evil because Houston. 
well, they've been, first off, they've been, this is their third World Series in five years. And only one of them had they been accused of cheating during that time. So it's clear that they're really good. Like, well, we, they can are good. we can hate them, but I don't think that they're good because they were cheating. It's kind of to the point where the Patriots the, were just in football. Say, it's, it's like, yeah. yeah, like Spygate didn't get them to the Super Bowl, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, the flake did. The flake definitely. Could. I mean, <laughs> that was the game, right? Uh, but so I don't. And when people describe it as good versus evil, it's like, yeah, but you know that one of them is called the Atlanta Braves and uses like a caricature of uh, indigenous culture. Right. So like, it's not exactly like we're treading in like uh, honorable and and just territory here right. when we're talking about. Atlanta. Uh, so it was, uh, but so I think that goes a little far. But I'm rooting for Atlanta. I, they got them. It's amazing that they were they their best player, Ronald Acuna Jr. got hurt. They went out and they made a bunch of trades for my boy Jock Peterson. Yeah, Jocktober. Pearls full of Jocktober. <laughs> Pearls of Jocktober. That's yeah. right. Uh, um. They, Jorge Soler, another big bat they've been able to get, which has been great to watch him be able to get more time because of the DH rule. Don't forget uh, the guy that was in the uh, NC, uh, uh, what is it? The NCLS? N- is that how you say it? NS, it, what? The, <laughs> what? Uh, what? The National League <laughs> Championship. My boy Eddie Rosario was hitting like 250 or 658 or 450, yeah. 458, 456, yeah. something. Yeah. Going ham. Yeah. Yeah. NLCS, is that what you're trying to say? There it is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, they've just taken a bunch of players and been able to win. I, I think it's fun to watch. They're a really fun team to watch. I think they're the Baby Braves has turned into uh, into the Braves now. They're they're maturing and, and uh, the the most exciting thing that happened last night. I think this is on. Was this on our list about Charlie Morton? Oh yeah, it's on there. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Charlie Morton. All right. Um, it's 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 been an interesting series so far. I know it's only game two, but these they're teams getting blown out right now. They're blown. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This is like new baseball in effect, where it's like you know three true outcomes kind of thing, where you're just seeing innings of five runs. There's there there's been two. So far, they're not even through two games, and there's already been two innings of five runs or more, which is crazy to watch when you're watching a, a 7-2 game turnaround, 2-7. I mean, I don't it, – it makes for a long game. I don't know that it's the most exciting to watch as a fan anymore because it is – you know, with the World Series, they slow the whole thing down. Yeah. As a fan. Yeah. I had, uh, you I, as a fan? Yeah, Rowdy as a fan, he agrees that it's, mm-hmm. you know. Well, they got they got all that ad revenue they got to make. That's why they're slowing it down. They exactly. They commercials for the World Series. Yeah, yeah. There, I. This was a couple of years ago, but they said the ad breaks, they almost add uh, anywhere between 30 and 45 seconds per uh, inning change during the World Series that they don't have during the regular uh, season. So one to two extra ads then. Probably one to two extra ads break. per commercial break. Yeah. And you know how many commercial breaks like every time they change right uh, in it, like change uh, innings who's up 
then they just take these long, like three minute commercial breaks. Yeah, what is that? 17, 17 switches for the innings. Yeah. And as I said, when the playoffs started, when um, Alex Rodriguez was was announcing the games, when you watch baseball, there's a lot of not baseball happening where you have to talk about baseball. And sometimes... A-Rod ain't got it. Well, he doesn't have it, but sometimes they start they start wandering. And I'm just like... Where are you going with this? Yeah. What are you talking about? It's like watching Monday Night Football. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. Um, so I got the Braves. Who you got? I I, I got to go with the Braves, too. I don't like, like I say, it's, I hope they both lose, but I don't think that's going to happen. I, yeah. don't think, I don't foresee an earthquake coming like the Oakland series back in the yeah. day. Um, both so yeah, of the, I, I got to go Braves. Both, both of the best pitchers for each team are out. Morton's out. Um, which we'll talk about, um, and, Car- and McCullers is out for uh, Houston. So now, not only are we going to see like new baseball where you're scoring five runs in an inning, but we're going to get these really weird uh, bullpen games where guys are like getting yeah. pulled after two and three innings. Which is again, like I mean, if you watch baseball throughout the year, this is how it's played now. But if you don't, if like you're only watching the playoffs, you're not going to see those like Blackjack Morris going, uh, you know, complete game ten innings heroics anymore. That's just right. not how baseball works. Which again, like, well, slows the game down. Seen, it makes it weird. We already saw in the playoffs where, no doubt, what was it the? I think it was the Atlanta series before. Like, there was no doubt they would have pulled some of those pitchers after one batter, but they couldn't. That three, they couldn't have to face three batters, and it's getting lit up. Yep. And that's when that's that's what I never liked about that rule is this rule is only going to ultimately affect playoff games, and that's when you want to be able to pull your pitchers out and burn through your bullpen if you have to, mm-hmm. elimination games or whatever. It's and nice that they're the worried. Season, you don't. I mean, it's not as big of a deal it's nice that they were worried about the pace of the game uh except the commercial breaks yeah well yeah <laughs> like that wasn't a problem like not a lot of other sports are doing the in-game commercials and i i've been watching they've been doing that on mlb network where they'll keep the game up and then you'll do like the commercial down in the corner oh yeah 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 mm-hmm. but they're not doing that i haven't seen that yet in these two games. I haven't seen it at all in the police playoffs. But they need to do that. They need to keep the action moving. They need to get rid of commercials, man. Yeah, there you go. Do it for the love of the game. Yeah. What happened, what happened to that? I think I've probably watched maybe two to three complete innings of baseball since Roto ended. Because <laughs> you're a fantasy player. Yeah. Stat generating yeah. robots, dude. I don't care about <laughs> outcome. I care about <laughs> stats. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the score will take care of itself. Yeah. That's what I... That's, hey, that's they don't have mean. to win. They just have to hit. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't care what the score is. Yeah. yeah. What else you got? Come up with the most complicated rooting scenarios you've ever thought were possible. Play fantasy sports. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Rowdy, what else we got? What are we going right. to next? Uh, Charlie Morton there only needs oh, there one we go. leg. He does only need one leg. Okay. Chicken leg, or what are we talking about here? What happened, Reed? One real leg. Oh. So Charlie Morton got hit in the shin, Rowdy. I think he actually cracked his fibula, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he threw a pitch, 
And you know how when pitchers go like that, the leg they have off the ground kind of swings around in front of their other leg? No. Well, mm-hmm. uh, well, as he was following through on his throw, the batter hit it, and it hit him in right above the ankle on what would have been, let's see, he's a right-handed thrower, so it would have been his right leg. Hmm. And uh, whose fault do you think this is, the batter or the no pitcher? fault? I think it's just happenstance. God, I, mean, I, God. I blame. It, it, I blame. Any, yeah, I blame the ump. If anyone is to blame, it's God. Okay. Yeah. Um. So he got hit with a ball, which they said I think came off the bat at a hundred or a hundred plus. Uh, I saw somewhere they were talking about quote unquote exit velocity, but I can't remember. I think it was a hundred mile an hour. Uh, or hit when he hit, hitting yeah. the leg. He ran over to first to cover first and, and uh, looked all right through 16 pitches But after he got hit. But that 16th pitch, uh, actually, was, his, was it his plant leg that got hit now that I think about it? Because he took uh, something on one of his pitches and they came up hobbling and that's when they knew and they pulled him and come to find out uh, he had a broken bone. Now, my question is, did the ball break the bone or did the ball weaken the bone enough to where when he planted and twisted on it? Because you can kind of see when it happens in the replays, mm-hmm. like when he plants yeah. puts that torque on it. Right. So I think Which is, it probably cracked it, and then when he torqued it, he popped it. Right. So uh, when it was his right leg, and yeah, Guriel hit it off of his right leg. And then he, show he, he Yeah, show lettuce hit it. Knocked when he did run, but they said at the end of the inning they took X-rays before he went back out to pitch again, and it came back clean. So to and and then after he was pulled after two other more batters, another sixteen pitches, then they they then it was broken. So So I think it was. I wonder if it was or it cracked and he popped. Mm -hmm. So which is yeah. First off. Uh, I think pitching on a broken leg is more um, is more impressive than the bloody than Kurt Schilling's bloody sock, oh. because I'm pretty sure that wasn't even blood. Big, no, was, that was ketchup. It was beet juice. Yeah, it was beet juice. <laughs> so, they were ahead of they were ahead of the curve back then. Beet uh-huh, juice. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, th- so I think it was probably that he kept playing on it. But it's amazing that he was able to pitch. Agreed. That was impressive. Yeah. So he'll and be. He they was said. Winging him. I mean, they he said was, he'll be fine for next year. They said he'll be fine before the before spring training. I'm like, man, I hope he's fine before spring training. It's October. That doesn't start till February. Exactly. Like, damn. This is yeah. We're not. <laughs> we're not talking about McKenzie Milton here. We're not talking about like Joe Theismann. It's right. like he broke his leg, but he was able to pitch on it. Come on now. Yeah, he should be fine. Uh, hey, one other thing I meant to mention about the the uh, um, World Series, uh, Brian Snicker is the um, manager of the Braves, and his son plays for the Astros. So the Snicker family is going to get a ring this year, so one way or another, which I thought was kind of interesting. That's all. Is this of candy bar fame? No, Snicker, not Snickers. Oh, Snicker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I heard, I heard an interesting stat today. Dusty Baker, the manager, uh-huh. smoked mm-hmm. a joint with Jimi Hendrix. Wow. <laughs> there you go. That's all I got. <laughs> that's, it. that's the whole story. Yeah. 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 That is an I interesting I thought that fact. was interesting. Yeah. 
I like Dusty Baker. Must have been must have been back when they were maybe they were both in like the Seattle area or something. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if he was playing in Seattle. Must have been. Yeah, Rowdy, you ever broken a bone? Yeah. Would you? What'd you break? <laughs> oh, you have more questions. <laughs> Um, yeah. well, yes, I have. Let's see. Yeah, see, it was yes or no. Toe. To to his to his credit, it was a yes or no question, and he answered I, it completely. I've broken the same toe several times. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, is it malformed I, now? Uh yeah. Well, if I bend all the toes of my left foot, that my my out. ring my ring toe won't bend with them. Can How you do you know you break a rain? toe? No, I wish I could. Mm. I wish I had some powers, but yeah. that's why I keep my rocks for. your crystals how do you know if you broke a toe because i i Uh, i you know hurt okay because i i yeah i mean stubbed my toe when i was in north carolina Uh, yeah this was all purple when you bend bend your toes it won't bend as well Um, okay one time i broke this that this toe and i was in the water i broke it on one of those like floating trampolines and never heard uh, of it when I when I was in the water, I was like, I was kicking my feet in the water, and then like that toe was just kind of like, like waving in the, oh. in the water. I was mm. like, oh yeah, well that's broken, but but there's not really much that you can do about it. I I, I can't remember. have I told the my broken toe stories on this podcast before. I don't know. I Go mean, for the, it. the one was in high school, and uh, I, I don't know high school where all dumb in high school um uh yeah and i uh, w- uh, there were there were a group of us that we were pretending to j- we would just like be walking down the hallway and pretend to like slam into the wall i don't know why and uh but when i did it i actually did slam into the wall and like kicked my foot into the wall really hard well it turned out the shoes i was wearing were like two sizes too small for me i didn't realize it and so I broke that. Also on the wrong that, feet. Yeah, I broke yeah, that. You're that's a that the high school dumb you're talking about is clearly different than the dumb we, we agreed to. Like not knowing your shoe size is a different level of intelligence. Yeah, oh, well, no, tight, I just dude. my voice my voice were a little snug. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I was like, I think I think I broke this toe, and went to the hospital. Which nowadays I would never. If my kid was like, I broke my toe. I'd they don't do like, anything. No, they don't do anything. No. Uh, but I went there, and it was this like old Russian woman that was the the nurse, and she's like, um, "I'm going to do an accent now." Um, <laughs> let me see. <laughs> like we wouldn't notice. So she's like, "Well, the problem is you." You, your brain is, uh, <laughs> your 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 body has grown, but your brain has not grown, and so this is what happens. And I was like, oh, okay. So so basically, she was just saying my brain was wow, man. too small. This woman sounds and, like um, a real Tolstoy. Yeah. <laughs> so, she, so she diagnosed the problem, which I mean, I would say like yeah. seeing now, like at the time, I was like that that seemed mean and not helpful <laughs> that seemed mean. uh yeah. now 
you got lizard brain, right? Yeah, now, now I'm like, oh no, that's actually very accurate. Rowdy's like, nurse at the Greenfield Hospital was Ayn Rand. I don't know where she came. Yeah, I don't know where she came from. Uh, but yeah, she, the brain in she, your foot uh, she, is not she developed. She diagnosed it pretty well because yes, that is now. Yeah, now when I see high schoolers, I'm just like, oh yeah. Middle school kids, yeah. Now your yeah. body has grown. Your brain. Has Once not. you see high school kids, you're like, "What size shoe do you wear?" Yeah. How's can your I, you sure about that? Can I, hey, uh, can I? Can you I sure have, about can that? I your shoes. Yeah. If your foot brain was very aggressive. <laughs> Come over here. Put your foot up here. Let me put my thumb on that. Oh yeah, these are two sizes too small. Breaking toes is the worst. It's just, ugh. It's like you just feel like you're gonna throw up instantly. I just tape it up. I've broken two toes. Once a flip-flop incident on mm. concrete stairs mm. that did not mm-hmm. go well. And once break dancing, attempting to break dance. Let, oh. let, me, let me be clear. Huh. On a concrete floor before a buddy's wedding. And then I got to wear tuxedo shoes the whole next day, which was awesome. Mm. Oh, man. Yikes. Yeah. But we were no, gonna finish that keg. Is that is is that where the shoes is that where the shoes before the pants started? Because you're like, if I put my shoes on and then my pants. Yeah, because I did all I this won't, work to I get won't my foot my in t- here just right. <laughs> yes. So that hey, that might have been. I never thought yeah. about that, but that it's, very likely could have been it's it. it's a toe protecting strategy. Yeah. Toe protection yeah, could strategy. Could you imagine getting a broken toe caught in the cuff of your pant? Mm. I mean, you just have to leave the wedding. I don't. Yes, okay. <laughs> I'm. I'm done. I'm I know done. we're about half. I, can't I know we're this. about halfway through. Yeah. I know this is a Catholic affair, but I'm just gonna go ahead and head out. That priest like, doesn't look too good either, but you know, nonetheless. Yeah. Nonetheless. <laughs> uh, uh, I do uh, want to read something real quick because I was looking this up. One last statement here from the National Congress of American Indians, mm. after Rob Manfred's quote. Would you like me to read this in full? I'm not going to do an accent. Please, oh, th- th- I was just going to say, with an Indian accent, please. <laughs> no. It says, uh, Yesterday, Commissioner Manfred stated that the question of whether the Braves mascot and Tomahawk Chop fan rituals are offensive to Native people is only a local issue. He similarly asserted the league does not market our game on a national nationwide basis. Nothing could be further from the truth. It's a side note. This is on like the game is on Fox. Well, it's on and, a national network. And the Braves have been on TBS nationally broadcast for like 30 years. Yeah. Uh, nothing could be further from the truth. Major League Baseball is a global brand. It markets its World Series nationally and internationally, and the games played in Atlanta this weekend will be viewed by tens of millions of fans across the country and around the world. Meanwhile, the name Braves, the tomahawk adorning the team's uniform, and the tomahawk chop that the team exhorts its fans to perform at home games are meant to depict and, car- and caricature not only one tribal community but all Native people, and that is certainly how baseball fans and Native people everywhere interpret it. Consequently, the league and team have an obligation to genuinely listen to tribal nations and leaders across the United States about how the team's mascot impacts them. NCAI and the a consensus-based Congress composed of hundreds of tribal nations from every region of this country has made it categorical 
made its categorical opposition to native theme mascots abundantly clear to sports teams, schools, and the general public for more than five decades. In our discussions with the Atlanta Braves, we have repeatedly and unequivocally made our position clear. Native people are not mascots, and degrading rituals like the Tomahawk Chop that dehumanize and harm us have no place in American society. NCAI calls on the team to follow the example set by the Cleveland Guardians, and we call on MLB and the Fox Broadcasting Company to refrain from showing the Tomahawk Chop when it's performed during the nationally televised World Series games in Atlanta. So, sounds like they are offended. Yeah. Well, I mean, Little bit. Who would have thought? Yes. Shocked. I'm shocked, shocked. by this. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll, my guess is nothing changes. I know, that's wild, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Because money. Right. <laughs> but, because money. Yeah. Yeah. Put a little ketchup on it. What else are we talking about? Viva Haters. Viva Haters. Viva, viva, oh. Haters. Hot taters. That's right. It's time for the surest thing in podcasting served up for your consumption. Rowdy. Yo. <laughs> He's still here. I love every time. I love it. I love it. Rowdy, how are you, buddy? You went on vacation. I went on vacation. I missed you. How, how's life been? Now you went to Vegas, right? Big, big uh, sports betting yeah, convention. Yeah, playing the slots and well, those uh, Ben Affleck commercials got me to. Oh, they hooked you. Yeah, want to yeah. go out and try try that win bet out. Oh yeah, the mm-hmm. win. Yeah, they they own a lot out there. I gotta mm-hmm. say, I lost my. Uh, what do you call it? Four hundred one k. Yeah. That was yeah. going anyway, but yeah, yeah, you were making you were making it to twenty fifty anyway. They're going to so. tax your unrealized uh, revenues anyway. So, what are you going to mm-hmm. do? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you're back. Sorry to hear that. Glad you got a shirt again. Heard you lost it. Anyway, shirts are cheap out there. <laughs> yeah, uh, they have shirts. Well, we missed now. Yeah, we missed week six and week seven. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say so. I I'm not. It. Sh- What's that? I wouldn't say I missed it. Let's just go uh, through a real quick recap. Rowdy, you went one and four. Okay. In week five. Okay. Not great. Uh, yeah, you did. It, are any of these because of the spread? I actually didn't look. Nope. Um, I think the Colts one was because of the spread. <laughs> I think that's it. Okay. Well, there you go. One and four for week five. Week eight. We're just skipping week six and week seven. Didn't week happen. eight. Didn't happen. <clears throat> are you ready? Is your mind right for this? Yes. My mental okay. are. Now, Reed, you've got your... your I'm a live bet. Live this. This. I'm a live Okay. Yep. Here we go. Thursday. Thir- Thursday in Arizona. In Phoenix, the Green Bay Packers go up against the Arizona... Cardinals. Arizona 7 and 0, Green Bay 6 and 1. The over under on this game is 50 and a half. Uh they Green Bay will be w- without Devontae Adams. Uh Ooh. their leading receiver and probably one of I would say the best receiver in the league right now. I w- I would agree with that. Jamar Chase is a He's an up and comer, but he's got to show yeah. me some more. Yeah. Uh so Arizona uh, has been heavily bet on this. The line has moved a little bit. Rowdy, who you got? Now, now wait, where are they playing? 
Uh, first of uh, all, Phoenix, they're playing Phoenix. in Glendale, They're playing in Arizona. Phoenix. They're playing, they're playing in Phoenix. It's a huge difference. Glendale, Phoenix. Arizona. Okay. It's all Phoenix. I'm going to say it's, uh, I, I think Glendale's going to win this one. All right. Mm. The Glendale Cardinals. Yeah. All right. Minus six and a half. All right. So, are you, uh, I think we talked I about this before. I bet $50 on that game. <laughs> <laughs> Autofill of 50 is a dirty trick, MGM bet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do they let you cancel the bets? Uh, I think you can, like, if I had accidentally bet that I think I could, like, cash out for 50. Yes. Okay. Yeah, FanDuel Sportsbook lets you, up until game time, lets you cash out. Or as long yes. as the line hasn't moved, it lets you cash out. Yes. The full amount. Because I've gotten money back at halftime. I've cashed out, like, mm. This isn't. This is good. this is this isn't going well. <laughs> I'm gonna take what I got here. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you bet the uh, you bet the uh, underdog or something that right. came out and scored a bunch of like special teams and defensive points. And you're like, yeah, I don't think this is how this game's gonna go. So I can get out of this game and only lose 17 cents. Uh, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna yeah. do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I'm risk averse, right. but yeah. Uh, Sunday, 1 o'clock, the Tennessee Titans and their unbelievable running back, Derrick Henry, the who's King. averaging he's averaging 129 yards per game, rushing yards Ridiculous. per game this year, goes up against your Indianapolis Colts here at the drum, Lucas Oil Stadium. Colts currently a one-point favorite on this one. Minus uh, no, one. No, it's going to be the Titans. Yes. Uh, see, and that's a filthy bet. Minus one? I mean, I, I'm not touching that if I didn't have to. Yeah, that's basically a Push. that's basically a pick 'em, yeah. and and I don't know what it is in pros, but normally the whole either I don't know what any of that means, but <laughs> I'm going to yeah. go Titans. Tighten up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Sunday, four o'clock, Tampa Bay. Tampa Tom goes to New Orleans, the mm. the new Mercedes Benz Superdome, uh, to face uh, Alvin Kamara. This is a revenge game, guys. Jameis Winston. Revenge game. Oh, that's right, because he was the Tampa dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Famous New James. Orleans. Famous James. Five and a half point underdog at home against that defense, that run defense, those receivers. Rowdy, who you got? I mean, they're both going to be underwater in 10 years, so which yeah, one? Yeah, long go New Orleans. All right. New Orleans, okay. Uh... Switch back over here. New Orleans. Uh, Sunday, prime time, the 8 o'clock game. Uh, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, fresh off of their bye, going to Minnesota uh, to face the Vikings. Uh, and Kirk Cousins. You like that? You like that? That's what Kirk Cousins uh, says. Uh, uh, Minnesota is a two-point underdog at home. Which is surprising, really. To me, if I'm being, yeah, if that I'm being is honest. a little surprising. That because that's not an easy place to play. Those that those fans are insane up there. Hmm. Yeah. I might go Vikings. Uh, I like my root for them. I like it. Never, never yeah. bet on the Cowboys. Well, I wouldn't say I'm going to root for them, but I'll support them here, and that's the, that's the extent of it. Uh, I like the purple. You know, I think I've talked about this before. I'm always kind of a sucker for a purple team. Yeah, that's why you like uh, Evansville. <laughs> yeah, that's why I love the Aces. Aces. Purple Aces. Yeah. Uh, so you said you're going to go Minnesota. And finally, Monday in primetime, wow. we've got this one. Two, 
two sub-500 teams, the 2-5 and five New York football giants, uh, go up again and and possibly returning Saquon Barkley go up against oh, really? Kansas City Chiefs. Yep, uh, your boy, uh, Mister Double Cheeseburger himself. They've been struggling. They have been struggling Dude, your mightily. Team sucks this year, Rowdy. Really? I mean, relatively yeah. speaking, but yeah, they're yeah. not doing so hot. They, so they have no came defense. Up, Should I go? Coming Giants? off a horrible loss, twenty-eight to three against the Titan or the Titans. Kansas City is a 10-point favorite, though. It's a lot the over-under on this thing is 52 and a half. Now, this is an arrowhead. Which, mm-hmm. Yeah. The, so the implied total is 52 and a half, which means Kansas City is supposed to score about, what, 32, 31? I don't know if they're going to score enough for that. Roddy, who you got? This is he's, tough. He's this sad. is a tough one. This is a tough one. Well, tell me. Walk us through what you're thinking. Yeah. What are you thinking? Not much. Blue versus red? Uh, basically, just I have uh, uh, these chief, the, the Chiefs and the, tight, and the Giants, uh, just those words alternating in my head. I'm going to go Giants. Right. Okay. I, I like that bet. Plus 10. You're betting against your guy. I think it's going to be closer. Yeah, But closer it's, game. it's not about who my guy is. He's still going to be my guy. This is about the money. Well, i got to tell you, this has been my worst week. All about that chicken. Uh, your uh, worst week of predicting me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Uh, you, you you threw me through through a couple wild cards in there. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's go over who you picked: Green Bay, Arizona, Arizona minus minus six and a half. You have Arizona. I also had you pick in Arizona Sunday though, one o'clock game. You have Tennessee plus one over Indianapolis. I also had you pick in Tennessee. Yeah, that's an easy one. He's never picking the Colts. Mm-mm. He's never picking yeah, the Colts. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but I, I'm always I always put the Colts game yep. on here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sunday four o'clock. You have Tampa Bay or you have New Orleans plus five and a half over Tampa Bay. I had you pick in Tampa. I, th- I had you pegged for a Tampa guy. I know you spent a lot of time Florida down there. Man. You have fond memories. Again, it's of, not about uh, the fond memories. It's about the money. <laughs> the fond memories will still I be like there. I like this new Rowdy. Yeah, because, the fond, yeah. The, yeah, the fond memories will still be there, but I would uh-huh. add money to to those memories. Yeah, we got to uh-huh. plug some holes because our boat's right. sinking, Rowdy. That right. one in four week hurt us. Yeah. 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 Money helps make a fond future. That's what hey. it does. <laughs> Sunday, 8 o'clock, you have Minnesota plus two over Dallas. I had you pick a Minnesota. And this last one really threw me, buddy. Uh, can't New York Giants plus 10 over Kansas City at home. I thought for sure you were a Kansas City guy. That's a good bet, though, I think. That's too many points for Kansas City. It's too many City. points. Yeah, it's Their too many points. Sucks. And, right, right. And I don't know if Kadarius Tony's going to be playing. He's got till Monday to figure it's that still out. Still up in the air, man. Sterling Shepard should be playing. Uh, Barkley might be back. The Chiefs are hurting. Evan they just Ingram don't look sucks. right. They just don't look right. Ever since uh, Andy Reid went to the hospital, something's, something's been up. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Might be a conspiracy worth looking into. Anyway, Rowdy, that's that's what we got this week. Do you want to tease this bet? Not this week. Haters. Finally. Uh, this headline just says Bilderberg NFL meeting this week. What's going on? Mm. That's right. We have the Bilderberg NFL contingency all together in New York City for the annual uh, owners meeting. 
Ah. So mm. this is where all 32 team owners get together in their Bilderberg-style secret society meetings and mm-hmm. talk about how many more billions of dollars they're going to steal from their labor force. Hmm. Right? <laughs> yes, that is, that is the most accurate way. I'm, not, I'm being sincere. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. So the big topic is, as we've talked about on previous episodes, this whole Washington football team uh, internal investigation due to uh, unsafe workplace environment, sexual harassment, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Now, as you'll remember, mm-hmm. Rowdy, um, the Raiders coach got uh, canned due to his uh, inflammatory language on uh, on his oh, emails. Oh, yeah, that's right. When he was yeah, working John for Gruden. ESPN, old John Gruden, mm-hmm. right. using, uh, using uh, some gnarly language in his emails referring to, I mean... Really, when you think about it, referring to just about everybody. I mean, he covered pretty much <laughs> yeah. every base. Uh, yeah, he wanted to make sure... Too many people he left out there. No, he wanted to make sure no stone went unoffended. <laughs> I mean, a, a, what, what do you call that? An equal opportunity offender. So, yes, exactly. Um, yes. So, uh, old Chucky, the original Chucky, uh, or, um, uh, Davis, not Al Davis, my, uh, Mark, Mark Davis, Mark. the mm-hmm. owner of the Raiders... He pipes up in the meeting and says, yo, like, you guys dismantled my team midseason, uh, forced my coach out, you know, put me in the rock and hard place here. All this, when are we going to get to see the rest of this Washington football team investigation? Hmm. Well, according to the NFL, uh, the poobah there, uh, Roger Goodell, and all these uh, other owners, and uh, specifically Jerry Jones, feels very satisfied. Hmm. With how the surprise, Washington surprise. football, yeah, shocking, because yeah. Jerry, you know, Jerry showed enough of his personality and character in Hard Knocks in the preseason when he was salting a bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddle at his desk in his office. That's <laughs> oh my gosh! All he, he wants to show, it? yeah, he had like a crystal cut salt shaker on him, and he was salting a McGriddle in his office at the complex in oh, man. in uh, Dallas. So he feels good about it. Obviously, Mark Davis does not. Now, there is kind of an HR um, contingency within the owners group. So you have uh, Gail Benson from the Saints, Michael uh, Bidwill from the Cardinals, Arthur Blank from the Falcons, Jimmy Haslam from the Browns, and Shad Khan from the Jaguars, who all make up this, like, uh, basically, I, I forget the exact title of this committee, but it's basically HR. They want to make sure that these teams and organizations are operating hmm. uh, above board um, mm-hmm. and whatnot. But they got a letter from former Washington football team employees that said, we know that there are workplace violations. We have been victims of workplace violations, both sexually uh, you know, uh, uh, mishandled, uh, sexual inappropriate cases, uh, workplace uh, violations, the whole gamut. And so now the big hot thing is, is the NFL going to release anything else about this Washington football team uh, hmm. investigation, including these emails? Uh, okay, so can I jump in sure. here? Because the answer is clear, and the answer is Ray Rice. 
And I'll tell you why the answer is Ray Rice. Mm. Because the NFL, the NFL, the NFL knew something, right? They had the tape. They, they ha- and then they had the tape. And then they, they said, two-game suspension. And that was fine as long, and they could, they could mitigate the damage as long as that tape never came out. The minute that tape came out, then everything blew up for Ray Rice. But in this situation, the, you know, Ray, the NFL is Ray Rice. They can say, look, this, yeah, we got the John Gruden fallout. It's bad. John Gruden's two games. He's the two-game suspension. As long as they keep the tape, the 65,000 emails under wraps. 650,000. Sorry, yeah. 650,000. I misplaced my comma yeah. there. As long as they keep that under wraps, everything's good. Right? The minute that any of this other stuff leaks, that's when it starts getting serious. And they know For this. sure. And this isn't, this isn't like, I don't feel like this is a hot take, but they've already shown the, yep. their, their procedure. Yep. Their process and procedure is to say, look, we're going to have to throw somebody under the bus. We're going to have to do something for show. And then once that happens, then it's business as usual. Well, you know what convinces me even more that your take is correct, Snoop? It's because it's coming from me? No. It's oh. that Congress is also interested in the email. So they are certainly not coming out now. <laughs> yes. Great. Uh, yeah, I, I'm assuming from an antitrust perspective. Uh, you know, that's a good question. I didn't, I didn't read enough to get the full context of it, but yes, I'm assuming it's either and or or a uh, like a labor rights perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which I think would kind of at least is adjacent to the antitrust right. stuff. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But it's just, and, I mean, it's this is a not-for-profit institution. The NFL is a not-for-profit. They are 5013C. Sure. And sure. which just means that that's why Goodell makes $45 million a year because they got to spend all that cash by the end of the fiscal year or it becomes right. quote unquote profit, right? So they can't carry over right. any money. So it goes between right. 32 owners and then Goodell. Uh-huh. Goodell is the hatchet man for the owners um, it, when it comes to dealing with a players' union. And mm-hmm. uh, all of that action. So, yeah, I totally agree. It's not going to come out until it comes out, until it's leaked. I think in the leaking era we're in, I mean, obviously the Gruden stuff got leaked. I, I think that was the my take on it now, three, four weeks out, however long it's been, is now that this was a uh, strategic leak. It wasn't a rogue leak. But I think that mm-hmm. these guys are so stupid, they didn't realize that if you're going to leak something like this that's going to have this kind of fallout, then it's obvious that there's a lot more. I mean, this is just like smoke and mirrors, right? Like, look over here. Don't look at this 650,000. Well, just look at these five emails. Here's – and that makes sense to me. But what they miscalculated was – not what Gruden said, but what the response was to those he said. Which the were all to. Washington employees. Which were all Washington employees. But it's not as if they were out. No, there was no comment like, this, "Whoa, John, you need to slow your roll here." This bud. was, this was, this was SOP as far exactly. as they're concerned. So if this was the best that they had to say, this this is the best light we can put this in, and it will probably like. Be this the short, the smallest casualty, the smallest body count. Then that means there's a lot worse in there. From my perspective, you know, if this is their best foot, 
uh, is like get rid of Gruden and show these emails. If it was a strategic leak, it's got to be. There's there's more to it. What's uh, the, what's the Trump quote? I love the WikiLeaks. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what we need. We just need somebody man. to get in there and get them all. And yes, is anybody is anybody an anonymous of sports yeah, fan? Exactly. We are legion. Let's get these emails. <laughs> yes. It's, it's to to the first point about it's it's a it's there's a there's an issue with labor. Yeah. That's what that's what interests me yeah. about this is what did they say about like when the um, was it Bruce Al, uh, um, Allen? Allen, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, um, said uh, can't talk now. Trying to like undercut or trying to to uh, renegotiate a contract to screw this yeah, player. Literally said like that. trying to cut some guy's con- uh, um, yeah. salary here, and it's like if this is the best you had. If this is the one that looked looked the least bad, then what else did other owners say? What else did other people from Washington say? Who? What other GMs were emailing them, and what were they and saying? Let's not, and yeah, how, let's not forget this is the franchise that had the topless cheerleader scandal. Mm-hmm. That's why this all started. And let's also not forget that these years that they're talking about, Colin Kaepernick was out of a job. And these also um, cover at least a year or two, probably, of the whole Redskins versus New Name debacle that was going on, too. So Mm -hmm. who knows what people are saying internally about that, especially the upper echelon. Yep. So there's a lot going on here. Yeah, we need to see these emails. I mean, I don't need to see these emails. I need somebody to summarize the emails after they've looked at them because I'm not right. going to look at six hundred fifty thousand no. emails. I'm not. Uh, yeah. I'm not somebody making twenty four thousand dollars a year working for you know the some kind of website that's going to put all these emails out. But somebody will do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just not going to be me. And good. And yeah. good for them. Good for them yeah. and their advocacy. Yeah. <laughs> God yeah. bless them. All right. Are we done? done? We're, we're pushing time it. here. That's it. We did it. We did sports. As always, I want to thank the Minister of Sound, Mikey, Junior Minister of Sound, Ralphie, Jet Belly Music, the Commissioner, Brandon Casburn, Food Editor, Dennis Chu, the New Sellerman, Sean, and the Honorary Ball Boy Honorary this week Ball is... Honorary Ball Boy this week is... Um, I don't even know if it's arguable. I think this is the best personality in the NFL in our lifetimes. Uh, if you watch the if, yes, sir, if you watch the uh, ESPN two broadcast, the Manning broadcast on Sunday nights, which if you're not watching that, you're an idiot because the Sunday night crew is terrible. Uh, Marshawn was on there, dropped an F bomb, dropped a couple S bombs. Uh, was I mean, you get what you get when you have Marshawn on. Mm-hmm. He was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was laughing. He was yeah. taking shots of Hennessy for the Manning brothers. Uh, the dude is always entertaining, great personality, great uh, steward to his community. Marshawn Lynch, ball boy of the week. Marshawn Lynch is great on TV. What's better for me than Marshawn Lynch on TV is the news cycle that surrounds Marshawn Lynch <laughs> yeah. on TV because you get all these other stories. Yep. Because he goes on TV and somebody's like, I have a Marshawn Lynch story. Like, did you see today uh, he had a former – teammates and i think it was the offensive coordinator or the running backs coach from his time in seattle where he said marshawn would take himself out of games so other guys could get reps in games i had not heard that and hit and hit bonuses 
I mean, he's just an all like around. He, he he's the dude. Yeah, I, a couple of people were like, he is he is one of the nicest mm-hmm. guys, most caring, compassionate guys you will ever meet. He just he just loves other people. He's like absolutely. It's so funny to think about it now, but he's absolutely like team first. Yeah. And when you would watch him back in the, back in the day when he's talking about, I'm I'm just here so I won't mm-hmm. get fined. I mean, he's that's all he's thinking about is other people and how to make the team better. And so yeah, I agree. Marshawn Lynch is like a if national you want to see 20 minutes of the greatest YouTube material you can see, watch Marshawn Lynch a cut up of Marshawn Lynch uh, mic'd up where they have microphones in their shoulder pads you can hear everything they're saying. And when he was at Seattle, mm-hmm. Richard Sherman came up to him. It was like a mid-November game. And he was like, what are you doing for Christmas, Marshawn? He's like, Christmas? I got to get through Thanksgiving first, boss. And he's like, gotta hey, hand he's out like these I'm going to hand out these turkeys. Get back to my community. <laughs> <laughs> he's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's so good. Yeah, man, the town. All right. It's all about the town. Yeah, the town. Uh huh. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at sports, sports, sports pod at gmail.com with any questions, headlines, or topics you want to discuss. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday. We will ask, how about some sports? How about it? <laughs>